2: Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêcher, meaning digger. Hello everybody cricket badgers out there good to have you with me sir uh, James as always on the cricket badger podcast and today we are going to look at uh, sexism in cricket a very serious subject and I'm going to bring them on straight away one by one first of all um, it's a pleasure to welcome to the uh, cricket badger podcast Ella Bourne. Ella how are you?
3: Yeah I'm good thank you thank you for having
2: me. And uh, we'll bring on Georgia as well Georgia Reef how are you?
3: Hello, I'm very
0: good, thank
2: you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Georgia. And uh, we're going to talk about sexism, misogyny in and cricket, and the barriers that maybe uh, are in front of uh, um, well, girls, women, all the way through the sport as well. And um, before we do that, if you don't mind, um, Yorkshire, have, I'm quite sad today because Yorkshire got relegated from the uh, Division One of the Championship to Division Two of the Championship. Seen a lot of comments on the uh, um, on the Twitter feeds around about how I must be happy about that because of uh, my association with Azim Rafiq. I've seen Azim's taken a load of um, direct messages and messages saying he must be happy about it. Somebody even offering him out for a fight because it's all his fault, apparently. And that is just absolutely ridiculous. The reason that myself and Azim A, started talking about races was B, well, from his point of view, he suffered it at the club. And uh, he had, uh, unfinished business is the right word, but he wanted closure on it. He wanted the club to actually take it seriously and actually listen to him. And the reason I got involved in it is I wanted my club, the club that I've supported, I've worked at, and I still support and cover, to be as good as it can possibly be, to be inclusive and to actually be welcoming to anybody, whatever race, whatever religion, whatever sex, whatever disability, whatever anything that they are, Everybody should be welcome, treated equally and be embraced at Headingley as one of the one of the gangs, so to speak, one of the members, one of the supporters, one of the fans. So to use the relegation to have a crack at Lord Patel, have a crack at Darren Goff, to have a crack at the club and Azim and myself and anybody else involved in all of this, it just seems to me to be particularly petty because if you can't actually see the reason that Azim in particular stood up against racism at the club because he wanted the club that he won his cap at and the club that he passionately cares about to be better than it has been, then you probably don't deserve to be a Yorkshire fan. You know, if you don't see that the need for equality and inclusivity at Headingley is important and we want our club to be as good as it can possibly be, then I don't know what to say to you, to be honest. Anyway, rant over. Let's get on to uh, talking to Ella and Georgia. Sorry about that. I just wanted to get that off my chest before we started off. Ella, let's start with you. Um, Hashtag say no to sexism, um, which is how I uh, became aware of you. It's something that you set up, wasn't it? I was just talking to you before we uh, went live there. What started that? Why did you feel the need to um, start that campaign?
3: So I have played um, in male cricket ever since i've started cricket so you know 15 years ago um always playing the boys league men's league and pretty much every match i'll get a comment whether it's the petty ones like shouldn't you be in the kitchen um an ob- objectification comment about my body which is obviously very inappropriate um just why you play cricket girls shouldn't play cricket those kind of things i always get the comments um and there was a recent comment that happened this year um a situation and i didn't know that i could report it and my team obviously were unhappy about it, they heard the comment, not me. Um and they said, Well, why don't you speak up? I said, Well, I didn't know I could. I didn't know this was something I could report. I didn't know who I would even report it to. And I thought, well if I played for all these years, you know, a lot longer than probably a lot of women who play cricket, then how are they meant to know what they can do as well? So I thought, well, if someone's gonna speak up, I've got to do it now and there's no time to kind of waste. So yeah, that's why I started it, just to make sure that everyone knew that they can report the situation, who they can go to and there is support out there. So that's
2: the reason I started it. And, and Georgia, um, your involvement and how did you get involved?
3: Um, so
0: Ella actually told me about the situation that happened with her. Um, we were actually on holiday together at the time that she was telling me about it. And was this after
2: a few drinks or before?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I sort of took a moment to realize that I, like the same thing happens to me and we have both said We've got mutual friends that play men's cricket and they've all talked about it before as well. But we never actually realised and I certainly never realised either that I could report it. It was just something that happened. And we all sort of went, yeah, it happens. You just get on with it. But it wasn't until Ella actually told me about her situation, told me how her club were dealing with it, um, that I realised that there's probably more that we could be doing to stop it.
2: I'm going to play a video in a second that you put on your Twitter feed, Ella, um, where yourself and Georgia and a few other people give their experiences effectively. Um, it's about three minutes long, so we'll have to sit and watch that because you'll have seen it before. Um, but before before we get to that, Ella, what kind of response have you had to the, the hashtag campaign and has it actually helped anybody? What, what kind of interest have you had in it?
3: Yeah, so um, it kind of blew up quite a lot on Twitter. Um, that's where I've got most of the attraction from. Um, I've had a lot of parents of, of female cricketers getting into contact with me saying, "This is to my daughter, Like, do you have any advice? I've mm. had a lot of umpires say, I would never let this happen, which is obviously really good to hear. But yeah, so I've had a lot of people say that they've had the same experiences. So many other girls and other clubs have actually messaged me to say, this happens to us, thank you for talking about it. And I think that's one of the main things, is just making sure that they do feel supported and they're not the only ones. Um, I've also had, so when we started the campaign, we all wore T-shirts that literally just said to say no to sexism. And at those games, we had the other team come up to us and say, oh, what's this all about? And we would just explain, you know, this happened too long. I've got all these multiple comments um, and it's not okay. And they said, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we support you. So it's just about getting the word out and making sure that, you know, other clubs if they have maybe said these comments in the past or people that they just kind of reflect on it and think actually that wasn't okay next time i won't do that or i'll be better so that's a, a lot of attraction which is great
2: one of the things that's come from my experiences of azim and yorkshire and the racism stuff is it's kind of opened my eyes a lot i think we're always learning as we go through life i'm a lot older than you yeah. that i i actually was quite astonished really I think when Azim first said what he said to me because I'd worked at the club I'd not really seen um, that I'm a white guy why would I I'm not looking out for racism and and the the comments and, and things that he was having in inside the dressing room um so made equally made me having spoken to him and to other um black and brown guys over the last two years It made me actually um, start to think about other forms of prejudice as well, which is why I wanted to do this too, because I think sexism from my experience as well, we talk about it a little bit after the video, um, I've seen it myself um in and around county clubs and press boxes and things over the years um in the past. And I mean we've had the thing with Joe Clark um and his involvement with the the rape trial and you know the inappropriate te- well highly inappropriate text messaging and, and stuff like that, WhatsApp groups. Um and I made the comment actually and I talk about always learning. I made the comment that Joe Clark's good enough to play for England. He was playing quite well at the time. He hasn't hasn't done since really but um somebody came to me and said um who are you to actually make that decision because you're not a woman? And I Mm. kind of thought about that for a while because my initial reaction, you know, when you kind of get somebody confronts you, my initial reaction was to kind of dig my heels and think, well, I can have an opinion on cricket. But the more I thought about it, the more I've talked to people of colour over the last couple of years, a lot of white people came to me right at the start, of the, just after the Azim and Michael Carberry podcasts um, to say, I've never seen racism in cricket, so there can't be any. And like I was saying at Yorkshire, well, you're white, so white. You've not really been looking for it, and you probably haven't been affected by it. And I think George, I'll, I'll ask this to you. I think sometimes you have to be probably the target market or whatever the phrase might be to actually necessarily pick up on it.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, since sort of this campaign started, I've, you know, I've played in teams with my brother, with my dad, and I started talk, talking to them a little bit more about it, and even they had no idea that that was going on. Even though they're they're close to me as family members, playing in the same team as me, but they still had no idea that that's things that were being said to me on the pitch.
2: And do you do you find Georgia that it's an age thing? Are younger guys less likely to be sexist than older guys, or because I mean I'm fifty three. I don't look it. I know I'm very very beautiful, <laughs> but the um. In my youth, kind of 80s, there were sitcoms where sexism was part of the kind of comedy, whereas now it's not. It's frowned upon and it's kind of, you know, people react quite rightly. There has been some progress. But do you find that older people are more likely to be sexist or does that not really come into it?
0: I personally, from my own experience, I would say age doesn't come into it at all. I've had people from all age brackets um, have say comments and through all stages of of me as well Um, whether I was young or at 23 I am now so um, Mm. I don't think age does come into it Um, I think it's who the people learn from within their own teams and sometimes the younger players learn from the older players um, and think that some of those comments are okay it's just a joke as they say but that's actually not the case.
2: Well that was a lot of the thing with the Yorkshire racism thing you know the use of the p word was banter rather than yeah rather than It's it's totally unacceptable, isn't it? I I mean, same question to you, Ella. Do you think it's an age thing or do you think it's um, just across the board?
3: Um, I would say with clubs that we play locally, for me, it more is an age thing. The older the generation, the more comments I typically tend to get, purely because I've played against the younger generation for you know my whole my whole life really and they played against me so they know not to make and if they were made it's been nipped in the bud especially with my teammates as well they've always grown up with me so they've not thought anything different so they find it really bizarre if this does happen um so yeah with clubs locally I do find that it's many the older generation but if you start to go outside of that kind of branch then yeah absolutely it's just a variety of age ranges yeah
2: Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. And I, I used to say at the start of the racism thing that you know, racism is part of society, sadly. Uh, so therefore, it'd be very naive to think it didn't seep into cricket clubs. And the same would be true of sexism, Ella, as well, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it is one of those things, like you said, if you're not de- the demographic that's targeted, then you do kind of have a blind eye to it. You don't absolutely notice it as much. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to note because it's like, similar to Georgia. You know, my team have played for me for years and this year was the first comment they had ever heard when it's happened consistently every year so yeah i do think it's very similar to george's experience
2: do you find that your teammates are protective of you or are they just as likely to be sexist as opposition
3: No, my teammates to be fair are absolutely amazing um one one thing is said they will not have it there's right back behind me. Um everything that I've done. They so we sat down and my teammate said, What are you going to do about this now? Are you going to make it a campaign? And I said, Oh, I haven't really thought about it. And they said, You need to let let's do something. Let's make something impactful. And I thought, wow, for my teammates to come and say this to me, you know, that's amazing. And so as a collective, you kind of came up with the idea of the t shirts and how we're going to put it forward. So yeah, my teammates are amazing, but I know for the majority of other girls it's not the same situation.
2: Mm. I was going to say that's a definition of a team. Have you found the same thing, Georgia that your teammates have you back kind of thing or
3: yeah a hundred
0: percent I think that also comes with being part of the club from such a young age um so they sort of knew me from and I was just part of the furniture really at the club whereas I think perhaps for girls who are coming into cricket at a later age that might Mm. be a different scenario they might have to almost prove themselves within that team before they actually get that um positive um sort of support from their teammates
2: I'll ask this to both of you. Whoever wants to answer it first can do. But I, I, you know, obviously you've got healthy teams by the sounds of it who look after you and you're just one of the gang. I, I imagine that there is sexism from inside clubs as well that you know it, that is unacceptable.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that a few of our friends, so we went to university together, that's how we know each other. And a few of our friends from uni have said you know, this has kind of put me off from playing cricket. Um, I don't want to play in a boys' team, i only playing in a girls' team now because it comes from the inside. And I think it, like Jordan said, it's 100% how long you've been there, unfortunately, because we've both been at the clubs for such a young age. It's second nature for us to be in the team and, you know, it's not thought about twice. Whereas if you're coming into that environment, if you think about it, you've got a group of lads who probably know each other for years. You've got that lad culture, as it were, and you've got a female coming into that. It's very much an outsider. And it's like, how do you... Kind of make sure that, that that blend is very natural and just a normal thing to happen. It's kind of hard to do.
2: Nothing worse than a load of lads together. I've been one of them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, in terms, in terms of um, looking at the kind of wider picture, the professional setup and women women's cricket is great, isn't it? You know, you, you see that the England women's team maybe not quite as good against India, but uh, they've had their success um, recently. Some stars are coming out of that England dressing room where not just um, young girls but young boys can kind of like really get into the England's women cricket how, how inspirational Georgia is that for womankind I guess uh, you know is, is that great and presumably because women's cricket is getting a little bit more high profile that can only be good but it doesn't mean that sexism is solved
0: yeah yeah exactly as you say I think the last few years uh, women's cricket has grown incredibly uh, I think the 100's been a massive massive help for that um, and also those double header games where young people are seeing both the men's and women's games uh, on the same evening and and picking out the stars of the day. It doesn't matter what gender they were playing in. So I think that definitely is going to be a big help to reducing sexism, especially if you've got young boys who are playing cricket. If they've seen the stars on the TV playing women's cricket, when young girls come in and, and play along with them, they're kind of a bit more okay with it because they've seen how amazing women are on the TV um, representing their country.
2: I, I have noticed, I mean, when the England women's football team won the Euros, um, obviously, quite rightly, it became big news. I've seen it around the England women's cricket team and around you know, 100 teams and what have you. There is a lot of positivity, but you also get a lot of blokes saying, oh, it's too slow, it's just boring, I don't like watching women's cricket. How, how would you respond to that, Ella?
3: Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's not the same as men's cricket. We're not claiming it, it to be, you know. Um, I think it still is a very high standard. Of course it is, but it's just a natural body differences you know muscle differences as well that's how you're going to naturally have that happen doesn't mean it's not as exciting doesn't mean the standard isn't high um I think a lot of it is an excuse just to kind of put women's cricket back or to put any women's sport back it's like well it's not it's not men's cricket so I'm not watching it it's that's not the way to think of things you know it's still a game of cricket that you should be interested in if you like cricket then it's not one gender it's it's everyone playing
2: it's still, still the same skill base, isn't it? Still the same. Exactly. Still the same game. I mean, I, I do commentary on tennis, and I, I actually do um, women's tennis. I prefer women's tennis to men's tennis because because it is a little bit slower. You still get very powerful women playing, but points develop a little bit. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more guile, I think, in, in women's tennis, George. I mean, do you see that with the women's game? Maybe that it's not. I mean, you don't get people bowling at ninety-five miles an hour, but there's still a hell of a lot
0: of skill involved. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, sometimes the skills are slightly different as well. Um, Yes, you have got your batters who can hit the ball out the ground, but um, also that movement around the the crease, trying to do ramp shots, paddles. Tammy Beaumont's a great example of that. Her reverse sweeps are incredible. Um, So I think you see a lot more of that within the women's game. And and that for me is a really exciting watch because they get a bit more inventive with the shots that they're trying to play.
2: Um, Izzy Wong's the one at the minute isn't she who's kind of a bit of stardust in her she's uh, she's probably coming on to the scene at just the right time isn't she yeah, just as exactly. it uh, just as it picks up a little bit I have to lay my cards on the table you mentioned the 100 Georgia I am not a massive fan of the 100 because the impact on the cricket of the summer and the fact that it kind of marginalises the championship and sends everything else out of August so I've been a big opponent of the 100 but I also have always added the caveat but it's great for women's cricket and it, the, the only problem with that is that could the women's cricket, the hundred women's cricket survive without the men's? if i if I had my way and the men's got banned and we just went back to having the eighteen counties playing county cricket, could the women survive the hundred survive without the men's hundred?
0: I think um, the the women really thrive off having that uh, joint team with a men's team. Yeah. Um, I think at the minute, probably the women's hundred probably wouldn't survive. Um, but I think in a few years when they've really established a fan base, which, you know, we've only, we've only just had the second year of the 100, um, but another couple of years where we've got that broader fan base of the 100, I think that's when it will thrive.
2: We'll have 18 women's teams, just mirror the counties, and we'll have everything I want then. Um, That'd be <laughs> fine.
3: You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast.
2: I mentioned I was going to play a video and I got chatting to you and I haven't played it yet. So we're going to play it now. I'm going to play the uh, the video in its entirety. It's not that long. You'll see these two starring in this video and a few others as well. And off the back of that, we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about some of the issues raised in it.
3: It's that Badger style. recently launched campaign for say no to sexism in cricket. The main objective of this campaign is to raise awareness and to really spread the word about all the sexism that does take place in cricket. The reason I started this campaign is because I've been playing cricket ever since I could walk my, my entire life and I never knew that I could report these sexist comments. I get them pretty much every game and it's about time that we start speaking up, we report situations and we use our voices to actually make a difference. So please help spread the word. I've also got a few other female cricketers' of friends to share their views on what they've experienced as well. So please keep watching. Is this going to be right arm over girly bowling or right arm over proper bowling? Oh, put her down at number 11. She's a girl. She won't be able to bat that if I don't bat very well, but I've opened or I've gone in where you would expect someone to be able to bat well, if I don't do well, if I get a couple of runs, um, I'll, I'll get congratulated. I used to get a pat on the back or people come up to me like, well done, like good effort, try and be extra nice to me because they think that scoring any runs as a female is a, is a massive achievement when they would never dare do that to a male equivalent. It's just really patronising, really sexist, and it just shows an underlying expectation that female players aren't gonna be as good.
0: The girl on their team's the captain, so they can't be very good.
3: When I took too long in the changing rooms once, one of my coaches said to me, What were you doing, in your makeup? So there was a fielder standing at Square Leg and they said, I'm not gonna move from this spot, I had the best view from here. Keep bending over love.
0: Shouldn't you be in the kitchen making the teas?
3: It has been when I'm trying to organise extra fixtures for the women's teams, um, but then being told that the men's teams take priority over the schedule and the availability of the pictures. They must be sure they've got a girl playing. And then my driving instructor told me, after I
0: told him of the weekend of sport I played, he said, I don't agree with women playing sport. It's never going to be as good to watch on the TV. They may as well stick to what they're good at. For
3: instance, when I dropped a catch in the outfield when I was 13 or 14, An umpire said to me, oh, did you break a nail? One or two, there's always two runs to a girl, they can't throw. Are you going to bowl like a girl today? One of the teams that I played against, all the opposition imitated girly voices whenever I was on strike and spoke normally whenever my male batting partner was on strike. The first time I was ever sexualised at cricket, I was 13 years old. I say that my experiences with sexism within cricket haven't necessarily been direct forms, but... Probably like the everyday ones that go under the radar. Instead of being direct, it's the things that chip away at you that really impact you the most. Thank you guys for watching, and I hope it's given you guys a little bit of an insight as to what us female cricketers go through every game we play cricket. Please keep supporting this and share it with the hashtag say no to sexism and hopefully we can make some real change. Please use your voice, stand up to it, report it, and if you hear it on the cricket pitch, please call it out. Thank you.
1: It's that Badger style.
2: I watched that on your Twitter feed, Ella, and there was a few things that really jumped out there. I mean, all of it's bad, but there was a few things that jumped out there. I'm going to go through a few of them. I mean, not necessarily in order of uh, how I, in gravity, but um, being patronised, Georgia. It seems to me that one of the you know came up a quite in quite a few of those examples was almost like pat on the head, little girl, um, you're doing quite well, or yeah, you know, j- just treating somebody differently because of sex.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty common that obviously people have the perception that just because you're a girl, you, you're not as good as the men, um, which is completely false. Um, I've seen Ella play against some of the men that she plays with, and she's probably better than most of them. But, it, it, yeah, it is very common that it, there's just that assumption there. And then um, a lot of the time it's not intended to be sexist, but it's because of people's pre preconceptions uh, of how we perform um things just sort of come out yeah
2: I guess Alaric it, yeah that being patronized that's only going to get better the more women play and the more more people mix I mean I, I go back to racism but I think one of the biggest problems with racism is that um, people don't understand each other because they don't get close enough together to actually work out what a different community actually how it operates and what have you so unless you actually have women in your club and and kind of mix with them and rub shoulders with them yeah, I guess ultimately that's how you get accepted, isn't it?
3: Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, even some examples that, that I face. So, for example, often I don't have a changing room. I'll be thrown into some shed or one time I got changed behind a tractor and I had someone holding up like a T-shirt to try and cover me. And it's Not, like, not
2: literally fr- thrown into a shed.
3: No, you have an empty <laughs> wooden cage that you don't uh, <laughs> get changed yeah. in, which, I mean – I can't even tell you how many times I've been walked in on with my trousers down, quite literally. <laughs> you know, and it's like a situation that like looking back, like, oh, it's fine, I don't mind because I'm used to it. But if that was a new female cricketer, they're going to think, what on earth is going on? This is not OK. Um, and yeah, I mean, luckily my team are like, if you need to use a, use a room, like, we'll go out kind of thing, or I'll go in, my, in there with them. But sometimes it's just not an option. And mm-hmm. it's because I think if you're new to a, a team like that, you're going to feel naturally excluded. And it's because they don't they don't want to be like, oh, well, here's your change room or here's where you can do it. And it's because they don't understand the differences. They don't realise there even necessarily is a difference. Um, And it's, yeah, like you said, it's because they don't take the time to get to know, you know, what you need or um, just a different different way it's played in females and males.
2: I originate from Lincolnshire. Louth in Lincolnshire had um, Aaron Brindle, who used to be an England cricketer. Mm She she was the first um, woman. The reason Louth, I think, is uh, famous on the cricket map, is because Aaron um, was the first woman to score a hundred in a in a men's league game. That was while she was an England player. I I know that she got t- treated very seriously then because she'd obviously performed, and she was as as George just um, said about you, Ella, you know, as good as the men, if not better than the men. And I guess I mean you shouldn't really take that though, should it? You? you could be the 11th best player in your side and still be treated with respect from that, that angle um, they stick to what you're good at get back in the kitchen love kind of uh, mentality Georgia
0: how common is that? Yeah that's one that I heard a lot more when I was younger actually I feel like it's they've kind of moved away from that now but when I was certainly when I was younger I, I got that quite a lot
2: and how does all of this make you feel then when you kind of patted on the head, patronised and then told to get back in the kitchen?
0: Yeah, it's it can be quite frustrating. I always used it as fuel to play better, um, to try and prove something. Um, but equally, if you're in a very high pressure situation anyway, say you're batting and it's getting quite close, that's the first thing that can take your mind off the game. Just one comment like that. And it's just really not needed. Like, fair enough, I understand a bit of sledging here and there, but that isn't, something that i feel is necessary to sledge
2: about i was going to say actually because you you made me think about sledging there and i always think with uh, some of you know the very best players the most mentally tough players the more sledging they have the more the focus they get as you say it makes you given driven to actually play better and i think i'm going to get one over on this absolute idiot that's calling me whatever Mm. um but i guess everybody's different aren't they and for some people some people what is an insult another person will take as a compliment i guess i don't know
0: yeah, quite possibly. But again, still, I'd say the, the sexism and comments like get back in the kitchen. I think mm. that's just a no-go on any cricket. That,
2: that can't really be a compliment, can it? Nah. Um, unless your cooking's excellent. <laughs> uh, the, um, I mean, I, I obviously, as I say, I come from a kind of slightly different era. But even recently, I heard a phone-in on one of the radio stations, which was talking about sexism in the workplace. and the there was a woman came on who was a little bit older who said well I quite like getting slapped on the backside and being told I'm pretty because it makes me feel wanted kind of that kind of attitude is is there a line Ella does a bloke that's watching this who's thinking am I guilty of this or not does it depend on who you're talking to does it depend on the person that you're actually talking to is it just no go regardless
3: um I mean I I think there's a difference between finding someone attractive and then crossing a the line I mean of course if you play against someone you can you can think in your head oh they're not bad looking or whatever you want to think if that's what you do want to think um but and if you want to proceed with that during the cricket match it's not the time to do it like if you actually think oh I want to get her number I want to talk to her later after the game pull her aside whatever if that's actually what you want to do I mean I don't think it's appropriate but if that's what you Mm. genuinely think fine whatever but during a game any form of of that what you just kind of mentioned is just never appropriate it's it's just not necessary because I've been batting and I've had comments made about me and I'm just sat there thinking well now I know that you're all looking at me I know that I know exactly what you're looking at and I'm trying to think well how do I cover this how do I keep out of the situation you know it's really uncomfortable because it's not just if that comment's made publicly it's not just them who's heard or who said it, the whole team's then heard it. And then, you know, everyone's focusing on that and you're going, oh my God, like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's ever really appropriate on the cricket pitch ever.
2: Probably the thing that stood out most was the comment you made, Ella,
3: mm. about
2: the first time um, you were sexualized at a cricket match was when you were 13 years old.
3: I know. It's disgusting. I
2: mean, disgusting. Ha- what possesses somebody, I mean, what, uh, what possesses somebody of any... Uh, to any anybody of any age, to kind of act inappropriately like that, but to a 13-year-old girl?
3: Yeah, so I was 13 playing in uh, a boys under-16 game, um, and I think I was actually bowling at the time, and my dad heard the comment. Um, so the boys were sat behind my dad, and they turned around and said, look at her, I don't really want to say it, but look at her bum, oh my God, she must be at least 18, I would love to meet her. Um, and obviously my dad was like, that's the last, I want to hear of that enough. Don't you dare say another word kind of thing. And then, you know, bright red faces, silence. Um, so yeah, it's just, they don't know where the line is. And especially when you're that age, you're trying to show up in front of your friends. And again, that's not the time or place to do it. And it's the assumption that I was older than I was. And I was 13. I quite clearly looked 13. I wasn't, you know, an early bloomer. I was very much a child at the time um and I think that's where it's just like you, you need to know boundaries you need to know what actually is acceptable and what's not because there's a 16 year old saying that about a 13 year old you know even if you want to take it out of the cricket con like context it's still absolutely mm. vile think about it in a, in a school age you know it would never happen it's it's just not yeah it's never appropriate and it's it's disgusting quite honestly
2: one of the other things that stood out as well, and as I say, obviously been heavily involved in the uh, the racism stuff and spoken to a lot of people about their experiences of racism. And one of your, your friends on that said, um, instead of being direct, it's the things that chip away at you. And that is something that registered with me, having spoken to people about racism. It, it's not always the person that comes up and says UP or UN or whatever. It's this kind of little snide comments that kind of build up and you know, the kind of the in jokes that you don't find funny and stuff like that that kind of really start to build up. Is that something you can relate to, Georgie?
0: Yeah, it's it's exactly the same. Um it's 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 the little things that the person saying it doesn't necessarily think is overly sexist. Um, like I had a case recently where I, I'd got out to a, a bowler. Um, and I was a little bit annoyed that I got out to that ball. Just missed a straight one. So nothing new there. Um, but um, I was quite annoyed that I'd got out to them. And this bowler had taken four or five wickets that day. And one of their teammates came up to me after the game and said something like, oh, like you batted really well. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. And they said, oh, no, he was a really, really quick bowler. Really quick bowler. When in actual fact, he was no quicker than any girl I'd faced before. Um, but it was just they had assumed that because he had any sort of pace to him that yeah. I couldn't okay. handle that. And I know that from his side, he was just trying to be nice, I think. Um, but it was just, yeah, that that annoyed me quite a lot when he said that.
2: Did you have to look at it that way, George? And that obviously sometimes somebody might say something clumsily that might upset you, but the kind of, I guess, the, the motive behind the comment was supposed to be friendly in their head what it wasn't
0: like a nasty thing yeah I, I think you do I think you do have to be tuned into that and I think that's something that over the years in in future when women's cricket gets more high profile there are more girls playing men's cricket I think that's something that will slowly dissolve hmm. um I think it is just a, a lack of education and just uh an assumption that's always been there I think um that sometimes is is hard to, to get out of your mind
2: yeah finally the one of the, the other comments on that video ella was um the the men's teams taking priority over the women's teams at clubs kind of the you'll have to wait for a pitch kind of attitude because the men are playing yeah. um th- that that I, I can see i could I, I have not played cricket for years but i can certainly see that happening um that must be incredibly frustrating
3: so frustrating because in situations it can lead to you know uh, a female home team for in a, in a girls' league um, being moved to a pitch they never played it before as their home game. And you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have boys always do that, so why are the girls doing that? And sometimes even the case of it's a woman's league fixture and it's a male's friendly fixture and they still get that pitch and it's like, well, why? What's a priority, a league or a friendly? Obviously a league. So what's the difference between a male and a female? And that's when it kind of comes down to the very obvious factor that it's the sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it gets really frustrating. Um, so you always kind of shoved off and put on the uh, not as good pitch which is just really annoying because you deserve to be there just as much as any male does
2: um i had a couple of comments actually coming whilst we've been talking was hello was he um he says um I would have thought age... Well, he's going back a bit here. I would have thought age would have been made a difference, That's, uh, in his opinion. And he says I, he's 60 and he really doesn't see the problem. Um, ha- wait a second. Um, players are selected on merit and that is it. Two of the girls playing for Berkshire and on the books of Sunrisers. Um, I watch women's cricket at Sonning Cricket Club. And then about... Eight minutes later, after watching your video and hearing a couple of things you said, he says, wow, I cannot believe this happens. Upsetting. So obviously, uh, you've opened Wazir's eyes uh, today.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No,
1: Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Just kind of taking it away from cricket for a second. I've I've seen um, Lizzie Ammon, the um, Times journalist, often tweets about her experiences of being a woman in and around cricket and in life some of the stuff that she it makes you think actually when you see somebody actually because lizzie's quite open about being kind of men following her late at night and you can hear the footsteps and that kind of stuff and being and feeling threatened but she she mentioned something the other day um recently about walking into lords and about how many comments she'd had on the way into the ground from Spectators waiting to get into laws to watch the test match, I think it was. All right, love this, you know, smile. It's never going to, yeah. But kind of really sort of cheap, stupid, sexy comments. Yeah. As I said, this is a societal thing. It's not just cricket. You know, you, you get this presumably um outside of cricket as well, Ella.
3: Yeah so this is one thing that I noticed as why I started the campaign so I do get outside of cricket and when it's outside of cricket I'm very feisty you know I'm like you do not say that to me that's so inappropriate I will very much stand up for myself and I thought I don't stand up for myself at cricket like that's not who I am so that's yeah. one the reason I started the campaign so it's funny you said that um but yeah 100% you get it all the time every day in life really um you know whether in the shops you're going on a walk you're you know whatever you're doing you're gonna like some form of comment, or if it's a look or sometimes you're even walking past someone in the supermarket and you've got a husband and wife and the husband will just give you a wink and you're thinking what you're, you're your Do, you know
2: something you, i was about to come on to that um on instagram and and what have you and, and twitter sometimes um you see a pretty girl um put a picture of herself on a in a bikini or something like that on on instagram there's nothing wrong with that and you'll get a load of blokes saying all right love I'll you know what I'd like to do with you and blah 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 and then you look at their profile because I'm nosy and you think he's married with three kids he's thinking what what are you playing at that's just ridiculous
3: yeah I do the exact same I look at their profile as well and, and it's so bizarre especially sometimes you get it with women against women you know you see someone will post a photo of whatever and then they'll comment saying that's not you shouldn't be parenting like that and then you click on their profile, they've got three kids, and you're thinking you shouldn't be bringing other parents down or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, it's just very, it's very bizarre, and I think a lot of that is to do with social media. I think social media has made people think that it's acceptable to make these comments about people's appearances or whatever they want to make comments about. And, yeah, I, th- I think it's a very bizarre place to be, and it's kind of hard to navigate at the moment with social media mm-hmm. and, and how people are treated and the comments you think you can make and why you think you're you're justified to make that comment. It's, it's very bizarre entitlement, I think.
2: There seems to be a type of person, I think, that if you post something, they might not even care about the subject, but you have to be anti it. You have to come on and kind of say the contrary view. Yeah. Um, why, why were you then quiet in a cricket environment and you're feisty outside of cricket? What What was the, what was quietened you down?
3: I, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's because I've played for so long that, you know, I was really used to the comments. I thought it was a normal thing to happen. Um, mm. which. I really, to say, I don't know why I thought it was normal. I just thought, oh, it's fine. So when um, the incident happened this year, my chairman rang me up and he said, I can't believe this happened. And I said, Oh, Paul, it's fine. It happens all the time. He went, What are you talking about? And I said, Oh, well, I'm very used to it. That's why I've never really said anything. He said, If you get it that often, that's what him some of the comments that it happened. He said, If you get it that often, like, why do you still play cricket? And I said, Well, for me, it's either put up the comments and play cricket or don't put up the comments and stop playing. And for me, cricket's always going to win. So that's why I'd never send anything. And he said, "No, you not can't
2: Not, not knocking your chairman, but isn't that the wrong way for him to look at that?
3: So he was just um, like kind of confused as to why I'd put up with it for yeah. so long. Because um, then he said to me, "Any any comment I don't get, how big or small it is, you tell me, and we're going straight to league. We're going to get this sorted. You like, you can't put up with that week can mm. week out." And that's when I kind of realised, oh my god, why have I been quiet for so long? You know, I've clearly got the support of everyone who who I need the support of, and I'm just. The one letting it happen really. Um, so in all fairness, the chairman and the club have been extremely supportive. So um, I think sure. they'll they're all just confused how they've not necessarily witnessed the comments or how they've been maybe turned a blind eye to it. I
2: yeah. guess as well. I mean, with the fact that women's cricket is growing so quickly, there'll be cricket clubs that have just not are not used to having women around who are suddenly having these issues, which they're not they're not sort of attuned to dealing with, are they?
3: No, not at all. So I think obviously. The hundred has helped um, getting that exposure out there, just showing that women are more than capable to to be playing at the same standard. Um, but yeah, it's definitely the introduction of women into the into these men's games. It almost feels like you're an outsider coming into this really inner circle. Um, so I think that's a really difficult thing to kind of get past and break through. Uh, yeah, it's a really difficult space to kind of navigate, especially as an all male team. If you're then playing against a female, you, the initial thing is, oh my god, what's she doing here? Does she play cricket? Is she just in because they're short of players? You know, they then during the warm up and all eyes are on you, they're thinking, can she catch? Can she bowl? Can she bat? And mm-hmm. it's all very judgment. And whilst it's maybe not necessarily meant nastily because they're just not used to it, it's still the as the as female, you know, you've got all eyes on you. It's a very uncomfortable situation to be in.
2: So you have to be that little bit better to impress Georgie, do you?
3: Yeah. And I think that's something
0: again that starts so young. Um, I always found playing cricket, even quick cricket when I was 10, um, I always had to put more work in than everyone else because if I was rubbish, I was kind of living up to everyone's expectations of me being rubbish, whereas I wanted to exceed those expectations. So I think, yeah, definitely you've kind of learned from a young age to put the hard yards in so that you're, you're successful when that you avoid the comments, I guess.
2: And does that feel quite nice when you um, perform and walk back after scoring a 100 or whatever past the person that's been sledging you when you walked on?
0: Yeah, I, I've got many memories of uh, making boys cry because they would say something before the game <laughs> and then you get them out first ball and they walk off the pitch crying. My dad's got one very good story that he enjoys telling people about that. Um, so,
2: yeah. Well, tell us then.
0: Um, it's I can't even remember. It was Tom Moores who plays for Nottinghamshire now. Okay. Peter Walston, yeah. He he hadn't said a comment, actually, but um, I got him out first ball and uh, he came off the pitch crying. Um, so, yeah.
2: <laughs> There's an evil streak in you, isn't there? Making people cry. <laughs> um, how, how about you outside of cricket then? As Ella was saying, you know, it's as we were saying, it's kind of around society, not just in cricket. Are you more vocal outside of a cricket team than and quite within it, like Ella? Or?
0: Yeah, so 100%. Um I've, we've talked to, to this with a lot of our friends, mutual friends um, that have been in the same situation. Um, and we've all said that away from a cricket pitch, you call it out, you say that it's wrong. But the second you step over that white line, it's kind of like you just accept it. Um, and again, I think that goes back to hearing these comments being so young. Um, because when when you're young, you don't know what to do about it. You just take it. Um, and then that sort of gets ingrained in you.
2: Is there an element with with Azeem, Um I, mean, I, I know I keep kind of t- uh, comparing it to the the other isms, but um, with Azim, he felt that he had to change his behaviour a little bit to be accepted by the Yorkshire dressing room. Because being in a team, you want to be part of the team. You don't want to be an outsider sat on your own in the corner. Is there an element of that in terms of being quieter in a dressing room, Georgie?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, I think because a lot of the time... It's op- for me it's been opposition that have made those comments, um so to them, yeah, I've been quiet about it, but within within my own team, I've always felt very comfortable being myself i've I've got a lot of good good people around me who have always supported my cricket, so when it's in my own dressing room and if say if it was someone in my own dressing room that was making those comments, I've never had that, but I think I probably would maybe call it out then, but it's it, because it's it made them cry, to- wouldn't you? <laughs> maybe maybe
2: and when, when you see i mean i don't know if you remember the chris gale interview when he was basically chatting up the the female tv reporter at, at the big bash um that got a lot of um, publicity because he basically asked her out live on telly didn't they totally different but you see the joe clark and the the hepburn trial and the the whatsapp messages um concerning um Blatant and quite quite nasty misogyny against women in that, and there are other examples as well. How does that make you feel when it's kind of the sport you love and you see people behaving like that?
3: It's really disappointing. It's almost like a dissociation from it because I know that the people that I play around wouldn't do that. So it's almost the even though I experience it, it's still the disbelief that at such a larger scale even higher up the, that you go it's still happening and it's still um an issue i mean for example the chris gale thing imagine being the interviewer you know being put in that spotlight where your job yeah. is to actually just ask questions you're, you're there as 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 a journalist essentially aren't you? Like i really
2: thought i really thought that about her I can't, sorry i can't remember her name um but the what she say in that situation because she what'd i you mean do? she just she just smiled <laughs> along and kind of like took it didn't she but she didn't have a choice really did she
3: Right, yeah, so she did it like a professional, just tried to, you know, part, like move on past it. But then, you know, for the rest of the interview, all you're thinking in your head is, why has he said that? That's going to be put to everyone. They're all going to see this. And it's mm. an embarrassment that it's not your fault that you're embarrassed, but you still feel that embarrassment because you're put mm. in this situation where you've got no control, you know, um, all, all eyes are at you. Again, it's uncomfortable. It's a situation that you can't, you, you can't have any control about it again. It's just one of those things. Um, and, yeah, it's just really disappointing to see it because – it's a game that you love and you want to be proud to say, I play cricket. And then these headlines come up and you're like, well, am I proud? No, not really anymore.
2: I mean, Georgia, you'd have made Chris Gale suffer there, wouldn't you, I think, <laughs> judging by what you've said. But the um, in terms of cricket and sort of the, the, those examples of sexism in cricket, Georgia, it, what, go back to what I said earlier on about yeah, you know, men, men saying there isn't any sexism in cricket. What's she on about? It's not really a man's call to say that. I mean, as I say, that's something I've really learned over the last two years. I'm too old to be learning new lessons, but uh, I don't think you're ever too old to really kind of make yourself better as a human being. And I think that's one of the lessons I've picked up, that it's, it's not for somebody like me to say there isn't sexism in cricket because it's not me that suffers it.
0: Yeah, um, I think you have to listen to every voice. And if there is a voice out there saying that it exists, then, then chances are that's probably true.
2: And what so what would you say to that that's what you would say to to a, a bloke who probably after I put this out, there will be some tweets along those lines of what what's he I mean like was it wazir he started off by saying, "I don't understand this, I've never seen it, and then he's kind of come around to thinking it um I mean he says uh, he's just followed up actually with all oh, this is a revelation to me, as if ever I heard anyone saying anything stupid, I would pull them up i mean i I guess Georgia, that's what you're saying your teammates are doing, isn't it
0: yeah, definitely um and that's what
2: you want people to do, I suppose.
0: Exactly. And and like you say, we, you know, you've you've played that video that Bornie put uh, Ella put together and that, that just shows there's what, five, six voices in there that are people mm-hmm. saying things that they have heard on a cricket pitch. And you can't say that those six voices are, are making these comments up or. Yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm guessing, Ella, that you didn't have to scour the country to find those six voices here.
3: No, so those people in the video, so we all went to university together as well. Um, and the reason I, I kind of asked those guys is because they've, you know, been sharing everything on social media with me. And we've also at uni had those discussions. Um, they're, they're the group that we would all talk about this with. So I knew for a fact that they'd be keen to get this shared out. But yes, yeah, so even if you speak to... Old members that you've played with. So, for example, after I, after I started the campaign, my chairman, his daughter used to play, she's not anymore, and he turned around to me and said, "She's just told me all the comments she's heard. I, I can't believe it. I really can't. I'm, I'm so upset. I really can't believe this has happened almost under our eyes, and no one else has noticed." Mm. um So, yeah, it's. I, I can almost guarantee you that every female who's played in the men's leave will have received a comment. It, it I can probably money on it to be honest with you, it's it's almost a guarantee. And it's it's become second nature. And that's where we kind of gotta take a step back and go, you know what? No, that's not okay. Women should feel like this in in or out of cricket, whatever it is in life. Yeah. So that's kind of I know for a fact that everyone is getting these comments.
2: We talked a lot about playing the game, um, which is obviously important and you don't want to experience it, it, it's in any any shape or form. In terms of watching the cricket and enjoying the cricket and having an opinion on cricket and that kind of part of this, I, I have seen well friends of mine on Twitter being told, what what do you know kind of thing that that kind of I guess that's patronizing. It's why it's downright rude, isn't it? you sh- you're a woman, what what do you know about cricket? do you have you seen that?
3: Yeah, so I mean, when I'm actually watching cricket, um, I don't tend to experience it in in any way. Um, it just kind of depends on where you are. So if you have an opinion on cricket, and for example, you don't know the person you're you having this conversation with very well, they're go- they automatically assume. Obviously, I'm kind of broadening, generalising here, and um, they kind of automatically assume that your opinion isn't valid or it, it's got no real meaning behind it. You're just saying it's part of the conversation. When actually, sorry, it's so it's more just having an opinion. It's they want to argue with you more. They want to make sure that you are wrong. That your opinion isn't correct. So if I were to say, I don't know, England should have beaten, beaten India. No, no, they shouldn't. No, no, no. Or whatever. It's just the media. no matter how big or small it is, it's the no, yeah. you, you can't be right with that, that comment or that opinion. It's, yeah. it's just really simple things and it's just, I'm allowed to have an opinion on the game too.
2: Uh, same question to you, Georgie, really. The ability to have an opinion on cricket that's maybe discredited by another male. Have you found that?
0: Um, yeah, very similar to Ella. Um, sometimes... You have to sort of, you know, you're having the conversations about cricket and people are just assuming you're saying what you've heard somewhere else. But I guess the more you talk about it, the more that they sort of realise you know what you're talking about. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast,
1: So sign up now at
2: ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: And I'll just say a couple of the things I've seen in my time in cricket in press boxes. Um, there was one individual who regularly used to come up to me. If there was a female in the press box, would you? Would you? And all that kind of stuff. And you're thinking, just go stop it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I should have probably just told him to properly stop it, but I didn't. Kind of just smile and walk away. But... Um totally out of order. And then there was one that was actually even worse. It reminded me of your um, 13-year-old story, Ella, where a couple of blokes in one of the press boxes was looking out the window, a couple of um, women, I'll say that for now, walking around the edge of the uh, um, the boundary. Oh, look at them, blah, 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 blah. They got closer. They looked about eight. I mean, it was just—it's just horrible, absolutely horrible. And it happens a lot. And I think any women in press boxes... I, I wouldn't want to be a woman in a in a cricket press box. It's a very male-dominated kind of setup, and And um, I think uh, – yeah. no wonder that I think Lizzie and a few of the other women in press boxes pull their hair out at times because uh, it can't be pleasant at times. It really can't. Getting back to Oz here, he says, apropos Gail, do you think women get away with similar behaviour? Ella?
3: Yes, I think they can do in certain situations. Um, and I think it can be laughed off because it's a woman, um, and that does not make it right in any way, shape, or form. However, I don't think it's half as regular as it is with with the with the male. Um, and I think, especially with what you're seeing on TV with the likes of Chris Gayle, it's more. Okay, what what do you see at the lower levels? What about behind the scenes? That's what you've got to think of. How is the situation? Is it uncomfortable, or was it just a joke? Um, I think, yeah, women can absolutely do it to men. There's there's no denying that. Um, but I don't think it's anywhere as near. Uh, as much or as often as it happens to a woman so I'm not denying that it will happen to a man you know these comments still can be made and in, in any shape or form it's just how often it is and it's also the the power balance as well you know yeah. also the, the physical power balance that the male tends to have so you know even if a woman does does make a comment it's no it's not okay I'll never say it is but it's also if a male makes comments they've got the power to actually you know physically restrain you in some sort of way or however they want to do it, even if it's just like a more mental power balance. It's always in the back of your mind that they've got some form of hierarchy of control. Um, And I think that plays a massive factor into it.
2: Well, my opinion on the Chris Gale thing was I don't think he actually meant any harm. I think he was actually joking. But I think in his head, he's so powerful and he's so he thinks he's so sexy and all the rest of it that he thought he could control that situation by putting her down he was effectively controlling her on air wasn't he yeah and I don't think he actually I don't think there was any malice in it I think it was just very very ill-judged and it came across really badly in terms of uh, c- come to you Georgia in terms of um, the Joe Clark thing and yeah that debate that was rattling on a few months ago about would you would you feel comfortable watching an England cricket team with a Joe Clark playing in it who had obviously acted very inappropriately on whatsapp messages there's just obviously the rape trial he was exonerated of any kind of wrongdoing on that night it's important to say that but he was obviously very much a part of the very inappropriate women collecting whatsapp messages that went before all of that where some of the comments were just downright disgusting i've seen a lot of women on twitter saying that if he ever played for england they just wouldn't be able to support support an england team with him in it would you Go be that strong on something like that, or there is the other there is the other angle that everybody needs to, or is there another angle that everybody needs to be able to improve and be better and to be better in the future?
0: Um, yeah, I think that's a really different difficult question to answer. I think the spirit of cricket and the tradition of cricket with having um, such a good spirit to it, I think um, that case goes against everything that cricket stands for. So in that case, I think it's very, very hard to to see a, a person like that come back and and, and wear an England shirt. Um, however, I do believe that people should have the opportunity to uh, redeem themselves. Um, so I, I don't have, I can't, I'm kind of going to sit on the fence on that one.
2: I don't blame you. Um, what about you, Ella?
3: Yeah, I will kind of sit off the fence a little bit. I would find it difficult to support England if I'm honest with you. Um, whether he's been found guilty or not a trial. Yeah, that's fine. But knowing the, the message that he has sent and the, the part he's played in that, it's enough to make any woman feel uncomfortable in the presence of him. So it made me question how are these women going to be able to be commentators or, you know, be journalists with them? How are they going to be able to be involved in that situation without feeling a certain way? And I think there's always got to be something to protect people who's working for you and I think that protection is kind of lost um obviously you know people can change and you know that's great that's fine but there's got to be at least a a long period of reflection for for him before he can be back in that setup because otherwise it's you know it's just I did this oh I'm sorry let's move on and in a situation that I don't think you can just move on that quickly if you are going to take time to you know make yourself better then you need that time to actually give yourself time to heal and to, to change and to Reflect on what you've done and how you're going to make yourself a better person. So, yeah, I mean, I I would personally find it difficult to support um, a team with someone like that on it.
2: I think it's actually very hard to actually prove that you've um, changed from something like that as well, isn't it? Just because you haven't sent any rapey WhatsApp messages for a while um, doesn't necessarily mean that you're not actually... uh, yeah, you're not still the same person just because you've been to some counselling or what have you, doesn't it? yeah, Because you can be just box ticking there to try and make yourself look better rather than actually being any different inside. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's a very complicated kind of area that, isn't it? he says he agrees with your analysis, Ella, on the Chris Gale thing. P- power balance is key. Let's round up because I've kept you too long enough. If I was to give you a magic wand... We can alternate with a pointed piece, depending on how far we go, if you like. Things to change, things that the ECB, things that cricket, things that club cricket, things that anybody can do to make women feel more welcome, make women feel less, I guess, um, um, pressured or under threat or whatever. Where would you start,
3: so the main thing for me is that I want to make sure that um, women, if they are in a female environment and they have maybe a male umpire or a scorer or they're in a, in playing in a male's game, they need to know that they can report a situation if they hear it. If a comment is made, you do not need to put up with it. You can absolutely report it, talk to someone. Like That's how you make a change. You call out those situations. I know it's difficult and it's very uncomfortable. I've been through it myself. Um, it's not a nice situation, but If we don't do it, it's not going to change. Um, So I have been working actually with the Sussex Cricket Foundation to, to make it an easier way to report. So I want to make sure that every woman who plays a game of cricket, whether it's for one game because they're short and need to jump in, or whether they've played for 25, 30 years, they know exactly how they report a situation. They know exactly who to go to, how to handle it. Um, they have the support they need emotionally. Um, I just want them to know that they're in a safe space, in a safe bubble, and cricket can yeah. be inclusive for them.
2: What about you, George? Have you got anything to add to that?
3: Yeah, I think well, Ella's answered that very well again.
0: Um, but I would I would say that the leagues, the the male leagues, um, should have more awareness of the girls that are playing within their leagues because I think it's something that's neglected quite a lot Um the division I play in, for example, there's four girls playing in in different men's teams. Um, Yet there are very, very few clubs that have the facilities to to sort of deal with that. And again, yeah, just make it uh, easier to report situations like that and also say to those men's clubs that this is something that we will not stand for.
2: Sorry, when there's four in your league, there's four women playing. So four women in four different teams. Yeah. Does that, how does that, what's the kind of dynamic with that when you come up against a, another woman in another side? Is, is there any stuff around that that's maybe an issue or is that just good stuff?
0: Um, surprisingly, there's still issues that happen there. You'd think that the players on both teams would sort of be more aware of what's going on. But I remember, I think I was batting and there was another girl bowling at me, and comments were made about, a girl-on-girl situation I'm sure you can sort of decipher what that was yeah. um, and that's that's a, a member it was from my opposing team but they are playing in a team with a girl I felt horrible for that other girl if she was in an environment that things like that were being said
2: yeah no I can imagine yeah because like you say, your teammates wouldn't do that, but her teammates no. obviously do. So that's a, a yeah. less welcoming kind of uh, scenario, isn't it? Right, you've still yeah. got the magic wand. Either of you, you got anything else to add? Anything that you could change that uh, would make life better, would make yeah, cricket better?
3: So it's more just for whether it's magic wand or just a comment. Um, I was, like all men out there who play cricket if you're an umpire, if you're actually playing the game. If you hear a comment, please call it out. Or if, if someone comes to you to say, I've heard this, please don't shrug it off. It's so important that one of the main ways to tackle it is by having men having uncomfortable conversations with their peers. You know, you've got to be able to to break that and say, mate, that's not on, don't do that. You know, and that need that's all it all needs to be. And then all you need to do is go up to the girl and say, I'm really sorry. I've realized that's inappropriate. I should never have said that. And for me, that's fine, you've learned, job done, brush it under the carpet. Whereas if if you don't call each other out, it's never gonna change. So if you do play cricket, please please call each other out. It's a it's a major part into how we're going to um, keep moving forward.
2: Georgia, last one for you. Well, before that, anything else on your magic wand?
3: I don't think so. I You've think used your magic
2: wand up now, have <laughs> you?
3: everything,
2: yeah. <laughs> Apart from to make other people cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Georgia on the pitch.
2: <laughs> Somebody asked me once about having Muslim players playing for their club side and obviously... Yeah, you know, taking is important. The Muslims wouldn't drink in the bar. How do we still make them feel welcome? And we talked about um, talking to each other and actually, you know, sitting down with them and saying, "Well, what would you want from this club? How can we help you? How can we integrate together?" And actually having that conversation. I guess, Georgia, that that same would apply to having women in your club if you're not used to it. Just sit down with people and actually say, "Are you feeling okay here? Do you, do you need anything from us? Are we are we being all right to you? That kind of stuff."
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, as we've said, uh, Sir Ella's club had no idea that, that those comments were being made to her. Yet when they did find out, they straight away were oh. right behind her. Um, and I think that that probably made her realise it also me hearing the story made me realise that maybe I need to talk to my club more. Um, because if those scenarios are happening, it will allow them to realise what's really going on.
2: It's been great to have you both on. Ella, give it a plug. Hashtag say no to sexism. How can people get in touch, get involved, help out?
3: Yeah, so um, obviously the hashtag is say no to sexism. So if you do see any well posts, please do just share the content um, or even pass it on to anyone who you think it might be um, necessary for. So um, if there are any girls out there who are you know struggling a little bit and they feel like they've got no support or they want to give up because of these kind of things... Please just get in contact with us. Um We're always happy to, to talk to you, help you out. Yeah, so we do want to start making this campaign progress more, um, keep the momentum up. So we are going to keep sharing things. Um, we do have T-shirts as well that, that we're all wearing in different locations to, to try and keep moving this up as well. So, yeah, please keep sharing it. We're always happy. You know George and I are always happy to, to talk to people, go on podcasts like this, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you for having us. Um, always happy uh, to talk to people and keep sharing the message. So, yeah, just keep sharing.
2: Well, all power to you. Good luck with it in the future as well. I did yeah. see a little message, actually, when I tweeted that you were coming on later um, and we were talking about, saying no to sexism because of my race, racial backgrounds and stuff. The um, So we said, oh, more vote virtue signaling. And the, the woke word came up again. Um, I don't care if you call me woke I actually quite want to be woke I think woke is actually caring about other people and how they feel that's yeah. a good thing so uh, you can call me woke and virtue singling all you like because um, I will continue to do it um, Ella and Georgia thank you very much indeed for joining me on the Cricket Magic Podcast they've been the pleasure to have you on I'm sure we'll have a chat again in the future you can update me um, in a few months time and see how you're getting on with all of that and uh, we will be with you again with another edition of the Cricket Magic Podcast very soon indeed cheers all